0: Hey everyone, I'm Brendan Hill, and this is Forward Thinking, a podcast by MediG. Each week, I talk to inspirational business owners, brands, and marketing experts to learn from their experiences on the front line and uncover what it takes to build a world-class business. And this week, my very special guests are Lisa and Louise from Share with Oscar a platform that is making our cities more livable through the sharing economy. I first met Lisa and Louise when I saw them pitch. Great pitch, by the way, Lisa. They pitched their great on-demand parking app at the University of New South Wales Founders 10x Accelerator Demo Day. And since then, they've gone on to grow their business at an average of 7% week on week with a lean team and a limited marketing spend. And there's something about these guys you can't help but like them. They're smart, driven to succeed with their business, and they're always giving back to the community. An example of this happened just last week. Lisa and Louise started to receive a lot of calls from healthcare workers who could not find parking spots around hospitals in the midst of the COVID-19 pandemic. So if you're like me, you are lucky enough to be self-isolating and working at home during this pandemic, but our healthcare workers are not so lucky. These guys are on the front line putting their health and safety at risk to save lives. So on a good day, the healthcare workers would usually spend 30 minutes trying to find a parking spot with a 10 to 15 minute walk to the hospital. But now because everyone is working from home, the cars aren't moving out of the usual car spaces, there's not enough parking at the hospitals, and these brave healthcare workers are now having to walk four to five kilometers just to get to hospital to help people survive. So what Share with Oscar did is kick off a COVID-19 healthcare worker campaign to share free parking spaces around hospitals and healthcare centres for the people that really need them. So if you're in Australia or have a friend that lives within walking distance of a hospital, you might have a vacant garage, parking space or even a business car park, please consider making it available for our healthcare workers to park during these challenging times. You can find out how to share your parking space with a healthcare worker at sharewithoscar.com and the details will be in the show notes below. In my conversation with Lisa and Louise, we cover a wide range of topics, including how to get started when you know nothing about marketing, acquiring customers in the early days, and how to scale your business with limited resources. And this is particularly valuable during this time of COVID-19, where 39% of founders and business leaders are looking to cut their marketing budget. This is definitely a must-listen episode for any early-stage business owner. We really get into the weeds and find out how Share With Oscar made it through those tough early days and now are growing at 7% week on week. So please enjoy this conversation with Lisa and Louise from Share With Oscar. Welcome to the show, guys.
1: Thanks Thanks for having us.
0: So what are you guys sharing? (laughs) Besides lots of value for our (laughs) listeners today.
1: So we are sharing private parking spaces. Right. So Share With Oscar is a platform for sharing your driveway or your garage any hour of the day that you're not using it. Wow. And at the same time enables people like you and I when driving around Sydney to find more accessible and convenient
0: parking. Awesome. Obviously, a massive problem in a big city Mm -hmm. like Sydney. But one of my big questions is, who is Oscar?
1: Oscar. So maybe I'll share with you the story of how Share With Oscar really came about. So this would have been several years ago um, when I couldn't find parking at Bondi Beach. Right. 45 minutes, like an hour circling around the streets, driving up to Coogee, down back to Bondi, (laughs) just trying to find a parking space. And yet you're passing like thousands of empty driveways and Mm. carports, and you're thinking to yourself, why can't I just park there? And I ended up doing exactly that. So I pulled up to some guy's house on (sighs) Warners Avenue, knocked on the door and asked if I could just park in his driveway for a couple of hours in the afternoon for 20 bucks, and he let me. And his name is Oscar. Mm. So that's where Share With Oscar was born and that is who we think represents the persona of, you know, sharing private parking spaces.
0: Amazing. So how long have you guys been sharing?
1: So we've been in market for, I want to say, a little bit over two years. So when we first launched, it was over summer in 2017, we launched it at Bondi Beach. So exactly where the problem was inspired by. And we were able to get, I think it was like 100 local residents in the area to just sign up their parking space within the space mm. of about two weeks and then that was our pilot in Jan 17 and so we've been growing all around Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane in the meantime as well.
0: Wow, so I mean it definitely sounds like a customer-centric approach, you know, knocking on people's doors to get the first customer. I mean how have you built the product around the customers?
2: Yeah, so we started out by just really understanding the use cases in terms of how people were using our product and we discovered that people want to be able to have the option of circling the street to find that whether or not there was free parking. And if not, they could just book and park in a spot. So that's how we started in Bondi. That's kind of where the problem was felt oh. in the beginning. Then we extended our product into areas like the university. We understood that students wanted to be able to find parking close to the uni but also wanted to, you know, try their luck with that street with free parking. Yeah. Um, so we were able to very quickly roll that out across the universities as well.
0: Awesome. And I mean, how important has it been for you guys to build that continuous feedback loop with your customers? I mean, how much have they had to say in the development of the product?
2: Massively. So when we first launched, we made sure that our product had a lot of tools in place so that we could get customer feedback quickly. Right. So we used tools like Instabug. So when you shook the app, you were able to report a bug. Oh, wow. um, We had a customer service line open so you could call us and also provide feedback. We're very responsive to emails, etc. So all of that was really important and that was because we wanted to be able to get that feedback back quickly so that we could adapt the product quickly as well.
0: So obviously in the early days, it's hard to start a business and get traction. So I mean, can you tell me some stories of some of the ways that some of your best users promoted you and got other users on board, like a word of mouth program or anything like that?
2: Word of mouth is really important for our business. We are lucky enough to have awesome users who promote us and tell their friends about us. So one specific user, he actually has a parking space near the university. Right. His nephew goes to the university. So his nephew uses his space today's week, but for the rest of the week it's pretty much free. And so what he does is he shares his space on Share With Oscar um, and is able to earn a bit of an income on the side for that. So what he's also done is he's actually gone above and beyond and written letters to the council,
1: to the government on our behalf, saying wow. that they should look at Share With Oscar as a solution. And even handwritten notes to neighbours, like wow. urging them to also share their parking space just because that whole area right now has been torn up due to the light rail. And mm. so he understands that for university students, hospital staff, everyone in that area, if he embraced the community to share their space, then it could be like a win-win for everyone in that area. Amazing. We also had um, this one uh, lady who I think the number is 67, but she referred through the app 67 Mm. friends and family um, to claim just a (laughs) dollar of credit because that's (laughs) all we were giving out at that time.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, so the way that the app works
2: is cool in the sense that you can share your parking space and earn credits and you can refer friends and earn Oscar credits and then you can use those to actually book parking. So some of our users have gotten to the stage where they've referred so many friends that they're not having to pay for parking, which is pretty cool.
0: Wow, amazing. Two-sided referral. Yeah. Excellent. We've talked about starting your business, how you've started. How do you go to that next level? So you've got a good level of users now. You've got a good level of word of mouth, lots of referrals. I mean, what's the next evolution for stage with, share with Oscar? <laughs> Stay, not, not, <laughs> not, not stage with Oscar. The stage with Oscar.
1: <laughs> what is the next stage?
0: What is the next stage of your journey
1: So
2: we're at a stage where we are seeing that organic growth and organic traction for our business. We are predominantly Sydney-based at the moment, got good footprint across areas in Sydney, but for us the next stage is to expand nationally and so that includes the likes of Melbourne, Brisbane. We're already seeing spaces pop up organically there, but we know there's a huge demand for more parking spaces.
0: And I guess internally, I mean, how do you manage those resources? Because, I mean, you're a small team at the moment. You have big aspirations. I mean, how do you get these parking spots in Melbourne? I imagine there's a manual element involved as well. How are you guys planning to tackle the big national expansion?
1: There's probably several different channels in our marketing mix in terms of how we launch into a new market. Given we're a marketplace, obviously, we've got supply, which is all the parking spaces, and then we've got demand, which is anyone kind of driving or looking for parking, So there's kind of different marketing tactics that we'll use on each side of the market. So with the likes of, say, Supply, where it's individuals with, you know, garages, a lot of it has traditionally been offline. That's Mm. kind of how we started when we, like, when we launched in Bondi, um, we definitely weren't experts in marketing at all. The only thing I really knew was, like, flyers and, like, TV ads and billboards, and so it was really, or guerrilla marketing. So Mm. we would say... It's offline, kind of we handed out flyers. We went to markets and handed out flyers. I have photos of myself wearing like these stupid billboards walking <laughs> along the beach. It was very guerrilla and offline um, for the first couple of months. And then so I think what we've really learned over the last two years has been a lot more digital marketing techniques. Mm. um, And that is what will hopefully enable us to scale and launch into different cities. So Facebook ads, SEO, SEM, Mm. um, they've been the channels that we've really been experimenting with over the last probably 12 months. Yeah.
2: I will say though, even though it sounds super manual, the offline methods such as wearing the sign was a great excuse for us to talk to customers and for people to come up to us and ask us, what is Oscar? Mm. And so because our product is location specific, it was actually a really good way for us to get started in a market as well
0: yeah. yeah i mean it's super impressive how much customer feedback you guys have got almost inadvertently as well yep. knocking on people's doors the guerrilla <laughs> advertising it definitely shows in your app which i am a proud user of and it's also impressive because you guys won app of the year and do any of you guys have any technical expertise i mean talk us through how you built that app because obviously massive problems small medium businesses they may need an app for their business i mean mm. how did you guys go about it
2: So I do have a bit of a product background. Right. We literally started with a very minimum viable version of the product, and that's the one that we took to Bondi to test. Right, um, and it was a very scrappy version of an app. Mm. Um, and from that, and having all the, I guess, systems and tools in place to actually collect customer feedback live in a small environment, we were then able to adapt and change it. And so, we learned that initially what we took to market in the beginning wasn't quite right, and so we were able to change it along the way. And so, I think we're at a stage now where we're able to provide a pretty good experience for both the spot owner and the driver. But again, we're still getting so much customer feedback, so our users mm. are involved. And so there's still, I think, a long way to go.
1: And I have probably much less of a technical background than Louise. And so when we did build the app, Louise came from a, came at it from a really kind of user centric you know, design perspective. And we had to bring on a developer to actually build it and code it, because we right. had no idea. But Louise, I'm going <laughs> to emphasize, <laughs> Louise has really not upskilled herself in the coding side of things. I think it's a different language, so I mm. focus more on the sales and marketing side.
0: Definitely an amazing achievement, though, to win App of the Year at the StartCon Australasian Awards. Mm-hmm. So what, what are some other things in your business black box at the moment? I mean, what are you currently trying to solve besides the national expansion? Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I think, and I think we might might have touched on it earlier. So we're a very small team right now. Mm. So it's just basically Louise and I kind of doing every little thing with the business from the customer service side of things to, you know, marketing, sales, business development, Mm. um, capital raising in the future. So I think one of our biggest challenges is really trying to scale with such limited resources and time, because it's mm. just us two. So how can we really scale the Share With Oscar model, launch it in a lot more markets um, yeah. in different cities being so constrained? And so we have, it's taken us maybe, you know, like two years to really figure out the marketing mix and how to require mm. customers. And we're still like just very cautious, I guess, with every dollar that we spend. And so... So it is about just, you know, really trying to use every single dollar smartly and lower that cost of acquisition.
2: And right now it's also about how do we use our time smartly. Mm. So we're at the stage where we are automating as much as we can in a smart way as well because sometimes automation can be expensive Mm. to try and also save time so that we can spend it
0: on other areas. So you guys have some amazing access to that raw customer feedback that I mean, a lot of businesses can't get that valuable resource. So, I mean, what do you do with the customer feedback and, I mean, how do you make sure that you're not building features that other people don't want?
2: Yeah, so we use Heap Analytics. So that allows us to see what features of the current app people are using, how long they're spending on certain components of the app. And then we're able to also track that back to individual users and then dig a little bit deeper to understand how they're using our app. We also have a group of super users that we continually refer to and speak to to get their feedback before we build anything. So I think that's the most crucial thing. And something that we'd learned early on was to not build anything and not to spend time and money on building features without having spoken to customers first.
0: And how do you keep these guys engaged? Like, do you give them some kind of incentive for their feedback? It's always hard to get feedback from customers.
2: Yeah. So surprisingly, we don't really need to, and they haven't asked for that. They just see value in our service and they believe in the mission that we're Mm. trying to work towards, which is to reduce congestion on streets, take cars off the roads and put them into parking
1: spaces quicker. And especially um, the early adopters, so the ones who have stuck with us for the last kind of two years from when we first launched in Bondi. I think that they all feel like they're a part of the journey, which is what we want them to feel, like that they're part of the creation process because we are designing an app for consumers Mm. um, and then because people love the idea or the concept of it and it's an app that they use and is for them, I think they all like to contribute and provide their two cents.
0: Awesome. So you guys are trying to tackle a lot of big problems at the moment. So one of the questions I like to ask our guests is, if you had Aladdin's three wishes with Disney rules,
1: what are Disney rules? Yeah, what do you mean by
0: that? <laughs> Disney rules: you can't bring someone back from the dead.
1: Oh, uh, interesting. There are actually these are actually rules.
0: Disney rules: you can't kill anyone. Rules. Yeah, yeah. And rule number three is escaping me at this time. <laughs> <laughs> so. But if you had three wishes, I mean, what would you wish for? For yes. share with Oscar.
2: Okay. Oh, for share with Oscar.
0: Or oh, can be a personal level as well.
2: Well, on a broader level, we are trying to tackle congestion and make mm. our cities smarter in the way that people move around. So, <laughs> I would wish for everyone to have the ability to teleport. Oh, nice! So that we can like oh. just all just you know, go where we need to go like and get you about our, our lives. <laughs> to share with Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> That's the next product.
1: That <laughs> <re-release-y>. right? <laughs> I think my wish—it's well, kind of a superpower, not really—but mm. and it's got nothing to do with share with Oscar. <laughs> it would be the ability for everyone to self-heal, like right. a little bit like Wolverine, okay. but unlike—you know—it could be <laughs> mentally, it could be physically, but like you just mm. heal automatically. Wow! Mm. Yeah, that would be. So does everyone just live forever? If they wish to, mm. if they choose, you could choose not to self heal, right? Or you could choose to continually to heal yourself. Because mm, I, I, I
0: think Wolverine dies in the last. No, what? in the last movie, he dies.
1: Why? I haven't seen it, by the way. <laughs> oh, you haven't seen it? Uh, spoiler
0: alert! <laughs> sorry. Oh, uh, thank so, you. Spoiler well yeah. alert! everyone else yeah. listening. <laughs> does he? Yeah, yeah, because he's too he... old, and um, his anti-healing genes stop working. Interesting. So mm. healing
1: genes will be forever, right? Yeah, you can't. Can't die. Yeah. Or you can if you wish to die. Oh, you
0: wish to. If you've had enough.
1: Yeah. And you can just think it. Like you can think this cut heals, (laughs) or if you wish to not do that. Yeah. Don't think it.
0: Right. right. So I like this question Mm. if I want this question to end. (laughs) (laughs) And how can small businesses, how can they utilise the shared economy?
2: So at the moment, we already have small businesses on our platform who are renting out their parking spaces during the day when they're not using it or during the evening. So for example, if you were a cafe, you might not be needing it on the evenings when you're closed. So you might rent Mm. it out and just have extra income coming in. So that's just one way we've got small businesses already engaging with our platform.
1: We actually have one small business who is renting out maybe about 30 to 40 parking spaces and they are making more income through renting parking than their core business at this stage. Oh, wow. Which is something completely separate, but yeah, it's kind of like a very interesting use case.
0: So you're a small team doing big things at the moment. I mean, who have been the most valuable people to help you with your business so far and what recommendations do you have for other small and medium businesses out there You know, to get these mentors to take their business? To the next level.
2: For us, the University of New South Wales has been extremely helpful in terms of helping us access the right networks, giving us advice at the right point in time. So, Lisa was an alumni of the university, and so we were able to reach out for help at the early stages of our journey, and they've kind of supported us throughout the whole process as well.
0: I know you have a lot of loyal followers and a lot of brand champions. So, my question is who is the one (laughs) supervillain that you connect with the most? Because if you think about it, supervillains followers are very loyal and engaged just like yours. <laughs> so when you think about it, how many times are their plans foiled but their minions, their henchmen, they keep coming back.
1: I, I feel like supervillains are solo. What? Who
2: are these supervillains <laughs> with followers? I don't know about connect with
1: but <laughs> <laughs> the...
2: Relate. the um, Supervillain that comes to mind that's got the most loyal following mm. that just go ahead and do their bidding is, um, <laughs> for me, <it's> Darth Vader. <laughs> Darth Vader. <laughs> With mm. all the stormtroopers. Yeah, he's just conquering, eh? <laughs> 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 he's, got, <laughs> um, he's got the force.
0: He's um, definitely a good staff retention yeah. as well. Yeah. Willing he's to also- die for the startup.
1: He's I've backed never seen by Star some solid I don't well. relate to any of oh am <laughs> so
0: sorry. So in terms of education and learning new things, so obviously you've had to learn a lot of things yourself with the mobile app development and then get outside help. Are you guys big readers? Is that a way that you sort of gain knowledge as well?
2: Yes, readers and podcast listeners as well.
0: Oh, nice. Any books that you can recommend to the audience that have helped you with share with Oscar?
2: So in terms of learning new hard skills mm. like coding or marketing, I haven't actually learned that through reading books in particular. Right. So I've learned those through reading just articles. Mm. Um, Neil Patel is one that I read regularly in terms of how to better reach the customer via SEO, SEM, etc. In terms of actual books broadly, I'd recommend for female entrepreneurs to read Sheryl Sandberg's Lean In just because I feel like she's She's done a really good job of bringing a lot of humility into her journey and actually articulating a lot of the problems that female entrepreneurs have in a really human way. And so I feel like after reading that, even though a lot of it was quite vulnerable, I felt quite empowered after reading that. So I'd definitely recommend people read that.
0: So Lisa, I know that you're not a massive book reader. So Mm. what other ways do you sort of upskill and educate yourself?
1: Oh, what a setup. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I think it's actually just doing and, like, learning on the job. Right. So you're right, I don't read much, but everything that I do I Google (laughs) and read up on it extremely quickly. I'm all about efficiency, so give it a go. If it doesn't work, Google it. Give it a go. If it doesn't work, ask someone who knows.
0: Learn by doing.
1: Learn by doing.
0: YouTube videos.
1: YouTube videos, but only if they're, like, under three minutes, no no (laughs) 20-minute tutorial. Mind you, um, when we first built our website for Mm. share with oscar i built that on wordpress following a two hour youtube tutorial it took me like three weeks (laughs) watching a two like following step by step that youtube instructional video on what to do how to add a button
0: everything
1: but i prefer kind of short form learning
0: (laughs) yeah so how do you educate your customers in a short form way (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, so we
2: have a lot of video content below three That's minutes. Right. <laughs> below 30 seconds. Below 30 seconds. Right. Um, Hopefully the, the product is built in a way now where they can kind of pick it up themselves. We don't have to educate them too much. Right. But we do have on our website, we've built an integrated intercom to kind of prompt and answer any questions that people might have along the way.
0: Awesome. So I know you've had an exciting journey building Share with Oscar. You've had a storied corporate career as well. So if you could go back and give your 20-year-old self one piece of advice, what would that be?
1: What was I doing when I was 20? <laughs> so I studied at uni for much longer than I should have. I spent seven years straight at wow. university. Not because I failed subjects, but because I didn't know what I wanted to do. Right. Um, so I just kept Studying. So, I was probably still studying at 20. I would probably tell myself that it's all going to be okay. You don't need to be good at uni and that everything will fall into place. Just go for it.
0: But that's interesting as well. So, would you recommend people that don't know what they want to do to potentially jump into the small business world to give a couple of areas a try?
1: Well, I think so because I think back then during uni, the reason I stayed for so long was because I didn't know what I wanted to do. The degree that I studied wasn't the field that I wanted to enter into. And there was, you know, back then there wasn't a course about entrepreneurship or starting Mm. your own business or anything like that. I did a finance degree. I did accounting. I did psychology. But they weren't the fields that I naturally fit into. And then I ended up going into, I guess, business consulting and strategy consulting. And that's kind of where I picked up a lot of the the skills, which has kind of set our foundations for building Share With Oscar. Yeah, I think I
2: think um, for me it would just be say yes to opportunities you're presented with and be braver and bolder earlier on because essentially mm. you're almost put in a safe environment where it's okay to fail and if you do fail, it's not necessarily a bad thing. And I think mm. earlier on you're, you're taught that failure is a bad thing, but actually you could learn a lot
1: from it as well. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I mean, when you're 20, there really isn't that much to lose. Yeah. You know, in terms of, I guess, you know, the responsibilities that come into your 30s and 40s, I'd say 20s is the time to give everything a crack, to give your first business a crack. Um, if it fails, it fails. You learn so much more. Mm. And the way that I guess, because obviously right now doing Share With Oscar, it's a big risk, you know, with lots of businesses. I think the statistics for a failed business is just extremely high. Mm. Um, so... The way that we kind of see this is, you know, even if it doesn't work, it's like equivalent to having like invested two years of our lives into studying an MBA. Mm. Like, you know, like why study an MBA and you know commit fifty k, one hundred k, or however much they cost when like it's you'd get a much more valuable experience out of starting a business.
0: Mm-hmm. No, I think that's amazing advice. Your twenty-year-old selves are going to be really uh, <laughs> crushing life. <laughs> and what is the moment in business history? that you would like to witness in person?
2: Another left-field one, eh? <laughs> A moment
1: in business history. <clears throat> A moment in, in business bu- history. We don't, we don't know what's <laughs> I, happened. <yeah. laughs> I don't know much about history. Go on. I don't <laughs> read, remember.
0: Oh.
2: <laughs> I would like to be in Steve Jobs's garage when he mm. was first coming up with the first product That's for amazing. Apple because he is super user-focused and yeah. he's got such an eye for design that I think that would be pretty interesting. The other ones that come to mind would be related to huge business failures. I wanted to see how, like, they were actually responding to that in the moment. Mm. Um, I think that's also interesting.
1: Yeah, and all the kind of the controversies. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's exactly it. Just to be amongst it, you Mm. know, to see what was actually going on. Yeah, how they were fighting the fire.
0: So speaking of business failures, are there any stories that you can share with us of, you know, massive learnings that you've had from massive failures?
1: think of any. It's just been such a smooth ride. <laughs> <Yeah>. We've done <laughs> everything has perfectly. <laughs>
2: like we've definitely made a few mistakes along the way that probably cost us a bit of time and money, but I think ultimately without those mistakes, we wouldn't have learnt, so I don't completely regret them, I guess. Yeah. One of them would be launching as an app in the very beginning. Mm. So right. when we launched, our product was an app and what that meant was there was a bit of friction for the customer to actually get our product. So maybe we didn't get as many users in the beginning as we could have and we didn't quite test that in the beginning. But the flip side of that is actually what we found was when the problem you're solving is so big that people are willing to climb mountains to get to the solution, that's also Proving that you're really developing a painkiller as opposed to mm. a vitamin. So that was also a good learning, I guess.
0: Awesome. So, Lisa Louise, really appreciate you coming in and giving all of your valuable life lessons and business lessons to the audience today. Before you go, we like to ask one creative and abstract question that we ask every <laughs> single guest. So, are you guys ready?
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Don't sound too excited. Go on. We've had
1: some abstract (laughs) questions. Yeah. I wonder how abstract this
0: could get. So you're on the first flight to Mars with Elon Musk and the first settlers aboard the SpaceX Starship rocket. What business do you start when you land on Mars Mm. and how do you promote it to the New Martians? Mm.
1: Question. Mm. New Martians are the inhabitants of Mars already. It could be. Or like, or are we the moving? Martians?
0: It can mean whatever can, you uh, want to mean. Define
2: your
1: customer group. And, then, <laughs> okay. and assuming there's more of them than us right now. Because okay. they're the inhabitants, they're the existing inhabitants of us, <laughs> right? We need to set <laughs> some. You're, we
0: you're we getting too abstract, abstract the here. Yes. The,
1: the, the <laughs> the, the
2: consultant it's too abstract to <laughs> define the problem. I the facts.
1: I need the <laughs> Uh, All right, regardless, I think, okay. so we're the first group of people.
0: Humans, correct. Humans
1: yeah. coming to visit Mars. To settle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And Okay, assuming that they're a developed species and they've got their own language, but they don't know, obviously, our human languages.
0: Okay. This
1: might sound like a bit of a cop-out, but it would have to be like a Google Translate for uh, Martian communication.
0: We where, haven't had that answer before.
1: Oh, there you go. So to yeah obviously communicate between mm. the inhabitants of Mars and yeah. us new inhabitants.
0: And you guys are really good at building apps as well. Yes. So <laughs> exactly. there's that.
1: We'll build that. Yeah.
0: I think they're both definitely viable and the way you guys build businesses, getting the customer feedback, continuous iteration, I'm sure they'll both be very successful on Mars.
1: <laughs> because of my Google translator tool.
0: That's right. So, Lisa Louise, really appreciate the time you spent with us today and the value that you've provided to the audience. Really enjoyed listening to your stories and lessons. Is there anything that you'd like to say to the audience before you leave? And where can we find Share with Oscar?
1: Yeah, just to join Share with Oscar and join the sharing revolution. So, you can find us at sharewithoscar.com or search the App Store for Oscar and we are the hopefully top-rated parking app. <laughs> awesome.
0: And you can find these show notes of all the resources that we've mentioned today at Medegy.com forward slash podcast. So once again, guys, thank you for coming in. It's been fun.
1: Thanks so much for having us. It has thank been fun. You.
0: From Medigy, this is the Forward Thinking Podcast. I hope you got a lot of value and actionable tips from today's episode. If you like what you heard, you can help us out by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcasting app. If you know a business owner who needs help with their marketing, and I mean, don't we all know one of those guys, tell them to check us out. Never miss another episode by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts find out more about metagy and get a listener exclusive three-month free trial visit us at metagy.com forward slash podcast you can also view all of the resources and tools mentioned in this episode at metagy.com forward slash podcast and while you're there why not listen to some other episodes and join the world's leading community of forward-thinking marketers i'm brendan hill your first business connection And I'll catch you next week for another award-winning episode of the Forward Thinking Podcast.